welcome. We're glad that you are here. Again, what happens here at this uh, podcast is you just sit there and um, uh, put your questions on the uh, comment side and I will get to them as I can. I am sitting there trying to get all this on my other phone or my iPad so I can see, but for whatever reason, it's not coming up. Let's just see here. Um, it's always what happens when you're online here. There you go, live. Perfect. Okay, here. There we go. To turn it off. Okay, so let us pray. And Father and the Son, Holy Spirit, amen. God of great love and mercy, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your presence in our lives. Father, we ask you just to embrace us and help us to know your love and your presence that we may always do your will and only your will. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Mary, Mother of Jesus, pray for us. Good Saint Joseph, pray for us. Your Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Well, again, welcome. I'm from, coming from St. Michael's Church uh, in Finley, Ohio, outside. It's a big, big suburb of Toledo, Ohio. A uh, beautiful place up here, beautiful parish, beautiful people. Uh, the, the crowds uh, uh, have not been very good, but the people that have come have been fantastic. The priests up here are fantastic. The, the uh, great nuns up here. I mean, it's just a fantastic parish. And so I've been very glad I'm here tonight. It's the last night of the mission. Um, so again, if you're in the area, or people came in even last night from uh, Cleveland, Ohio. So if you're in the area, we start tonight at 7 o'clock. And tonight is adoration and healing. So we put out the Blessed Sacrament and we anoint people with St. Joseph's oil. So if you're in the area, come on down. Um, Again, we've had an interesting week last uh, Friday. I ended up in a hospital again with what they think, who knows, with gallbladder problems. My, I was in more pain and I had more pain with that uh, thing on Friday than I did with my kidney stone. Believe it or not, it was horrible. So I ended up in a hospital and then they did all these tests and they found out my gallbladder was infected. The surgeon came in the next day and he uh, says, well, it's a, you know, it's going to have to come out, but you know, maybe you had food poisoning yesterday. Maybe it had nothing to do with each other. And I go, so we still don't know, but yeah, my arms are still, look at them. You won't be able to see it as much, but they're a mess because when they, and still a week ago, when they put the needle in, it collapsed, it says, and then this arm, again, what the heck did they do to me? Anyway, so what happens in the Anchored in Hope podcast is you get to ask some questions there and I will respond, okay? So we're going to go over because I have two um, monitors here. Good afternoon. Hi, Barbara. Good to have you. Hi, Harry. Always uh, present. Yes, it's the Feast of Our Lady of Sorrows and uh, yesterday was the Feast of the Triumph of the Cross. And um, no sound. Well, you should have sound. Do we have not have sound? Someone said. Of the cross. Well, I have sound on my stuff, so you should have something. Okay, yeah, 
I have sound. I have sound too, so you might just have your thing down. So, okay. But um, you put what you can in the side there, and I will answer, so that's uh, good. Uh, okay, let's go right to the questions. Good to see you. Thank you, Father, helping us in faith. Thank you, uh, Danielle Stark. I'm not in the area you're in. I'm going to play baseball, playoff baseball game tonight. Well, there you go. That'll be fun. Uh, no sound? Yes. I had gallstone problems. Worst pain I ever had. Thank you. Everybody thought I was going crazy. Uh, but while in the hospital, they brought a chapu, and it was far worse pain with me. So uh, you have my sympathy. Thank you. I don't. I, I told my doctor, I said, I don't want to go through that pain again. It really, it was bad. That's why I'm right across from the hospital. And I just said, okay, we're going across, and we're going to the hospital. Uh, and I left my poor dog, Joe, there. And I was calling people, of course, all night. And as I was calling people all night, nobody had their phone on because I was... Uh, Somebody has to come and uh, put out my dog or pick him up. And so finally at seven o'clock in the morning, someone got over there. But the puppy, he did pretty good all night uh, sitting there all by himself. So that was his first time. But he's going to have to get used to, like right now when I'm on the road, uh, uh, my uh, director of ministry takes uh, the dog because she has his sister. And so they play like I was just talking to her and, him and his sister played from five o'clock to nine o'clock last night, never stopped running around. So uh, um, it's good that he can go over there and help with that. So, okay, let's go on. I have sound, I can hear you, I can hear you. I have sound, I refresh the app, there you go, all set now. I hear you and trying to achieve plenary indulgence. What does it mean to have no attachment to sin? No attachment to sin is what we should always have after or when we go to confession. To get a plenary indulgence, plenary indulgence is uh, full remission of all confessed sin, the punishment of all, the, the remission of punishment of all confessed sin. And so what that means to, com uh, to do that, you have to, you know, pray for the Holy Father. You have to uh, go to confession, go to communion within five or 10 days, I forget, on both sides. Uh, confession, communion, and then you have to pray for the Holy Father, and then you have to have no attachment to sin, even venial. Now, every time you go to confession, it should be that way. Like I did confessions last night, we did the Passion Talk, and people always look at me when I tell people, again, you do realize to be forgiven, you must repent of sin. Repent of sin is different than saying, I'm gonna try not to do it anymore. Repentance of sin says, I'm not going to do it anymore by the help of your grace. So when we say the act of contrition, uh, I, the end of it is I firmly resolve with the help of your grace to sin no more. Not to try to sin no more, but to sin no more. So if that is the teaching of the church and that's what's necessary for forgiveness, when you truly have that, now you have no attachment to sin. You have separated yourself from sin. But the problem is, if you listen to my homily last Sunday, where I talk about the prodigal son and how he uh, repented of sin and came home, that he didn't go back and deal with the pigs. He stayed with the father. And so when we go to confession, it must mean, okay, if Lo go say and we say, um, um, I committed adultery. What does that mean? You'll never commit adultery again. And you need to say, you need uh, to mean that 
uh, for repentance. If you say, I yelled at my spouse, what does that mean? I will never yell at my spouse again. And so you need to have that repentance, uh, not for repentance, but for forgiveness. Huh? It isn't magic. If you if you say in your heart, I'm going to still yell at my spouse, then even if I give you absolution, it doesn't take, this isn't magic. It's repentance is necessary for forgiveness. So again, in our weakness, we may fall, of course. That's why we keep going to confession. But the intention must be every time we go to confession that by your grace, God, I am done with this sin. That's what no attachment to sin means and is necessary, uh, even venial. Because again, uh, when you're going to confession, you're repenting of those sins, not just being sorry for those sins. Okay, hope that helps. Okay, Harry, apple juice helps. Oh, and drinking olive oil. Really? The olive oil can help the passing the stones. They say this stone is just way too big to pass. It's very, very, very big. So that's why it was, uh, they can be in there for years, I guess. The problem is in, um, in next week on Wednesday, I go to uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul to speak at Legatus, then I fly back to Pittsburgh. Then the next morning, I fly up to Hartford, Connecticut to do a men's conference up there next Saturday. And then I come back and then I'm home for a couple of weeks. And then I go to, God willing, I go over to walk the Camino and as I go over to walk the Camino, I'll be walking it for 10 days. And that's when I'm afraid that uh, it would uh, flare up. And I'm hoping not. You know, There'll be a doctor there with me, but still he can't do anything if I have to get a surgery. Uh, but anyway, so let's pray for me that uh, it doesn't happen when I'm walking the Camino. That would truly be a pilgrimage. And it would be about... Um, everything else that's been in my life, even on my way up here. So last week I had COVID, then I end up in the hospital for two days, and then I'm driving up here to do a mission and don't I get a speeding ticket. Now, I usually don't do that, of course, but as I was driving, I was listening to uh, a, uh, a book called Jack on the life of uh, uh, C.S. Lewis, which was a fantastic book. And I was listening to the book, paying no attention. So I was going 80 in a 70 mile zone. I know it's wrong, oh, I, I know. So it gave me a ticket of $160. Uh, anyway, so I says, okay, no more, God, it's enough. Lose both my dogs, lose my mother, lose my sister, lose my brother-in-law. No, 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 enough's enough. So, but God knows what God is doing. And the apple juice, uh, Harry, I can't drink because I am a diabetic and it's high, too high in sugar, but thank you for passing that on. When does he get fixed? Uh, my dog got fixed uh, before I got him. They wouldn't even let him out of the shelter. That's what they do before they let go of the... I did bless the officer. I said, God bless you, officer. And I meant it. He was only doing his job with two parents as cops. I get it 100%. I, and I said, I, I paid no attention. I had no idea, but you're right, officer. Uh, absolutely right. Okay. Mike C. Father Larry, how is your parish plan participating in National Eucharistic Revival? Your Mass and Anchored in Hope. We participate in it and we've been participating in it in many, many years. We're the only church that has perpetual adoration in the whole diocese. But you would think that the diocese would like, okay, since I'm the only church that does it, the diocese with their, you know, three years of uh, Eucharistic amazement, that they would encourage people to come and do adoration but they have not, it just drives me crazy. They have a committee 
Now you would think that they would ask me since I've had the uh, done this throughout these years. Nope, not even on the committee. They, um, again, when it comes to my diocese, I, I, I literally, they don't ask me for anything. It drives me crazy. So that's okay. Um, but again, I, uh, we have perpetual adoration and we will continue. And I'm trying to get our parish because our church is called St. Joseph Church, Bread of Life Community. I'm trying to get, it's the only devotion in the world to St. Joseph, the Bread of Life. So during these years of Eucharistic maintenance, I'm trying to see if we can get ourselves uh, declared a shrine so people can come. Uh, but we'll see uh, what will happen there. Again, God's will be done. Not mine. I'm glad Joe's doing well. Yep, hi, Father. Saying prayers for you today is always a stupid question. Can you say the rosary and or the Divine Mercy Chaplet while doing housework? You can, but it shouldn't be the norm. Um, you really need to enter in. Uh, you can do it, though, of course. I'm not telling you, you have to pray is to pray. But especially when it comes to the rosary, you really, be, you really need to be meditating on the mysteries uh, and not just saying the words. Okay, when is Oktoberfest? Oktoberfest is in two weeks, the last day of September and the first two days of October. So uh, October, I mean, so September 31st, October 1st, October 2nd, and then the very next day I leave uh, for the Camino. But again, so if those of you come into Erie, it's a fantastic time. We have a great time. You can also help out the parish by going online to stjoesbol.org, stjoesbol.org. And as soon as you get on, it'll tell you all about uh, what's happening Oktoberfest. You can also buy a ticket that you can win uh, $50,000 or a brand new uh, 2022 BMW uh, convertible. And you can see all that and all the information on there. But uh, I always say again, it's like uh, you're helping out the parish by giving a donation. And with that donation, you might win $50,000. And there's been two people who have followed me throughout. Like last year, someone uh, won from Texas um, and they took the car. And uh, But they were just doing it by watching me like you're watching me now. And they decided to help out the parish and... God bless them with a brand new car. Uh, and then um, two years, uh, oh, maybe four years ago, someone else was watching and they won a uh, Mercedes in those days. So uh, it's fantastic. Or if you come up, you can come up and get them in person and see it all and meet me and have fun. I have all the masses that weekend and we just have a, we have a good time. But if you're going to get scandalized because I'm drinking beer, it'd probably be good at... Uh, you don't come because you don't want to, uh, if you don't want to see me drinking beer, because uh, I, I, you know, I got to drink beer because they make beer just for us and it is Oktoberfest. And those of you that sit there and think that's not good, I have a picture of Pope Benedict when he wasn't a Pope, he was the Cardinal and he is sitting there at a humongous beer stein drinking beer at an Oktoberfest in Germany. I love my German Shepherd is the t-shirt I used to have. So again, um, come on up and you can do it with us. Okay. Thank you for that. Oktoberfest. Hi, Father Larry. Thank you for Ministry of Hope. Uh, well, thank you, Mary Klein. Uh, please pray for me and my fiance Lydia. Mark Klein, sorry. We are separated and in need of grace and healing. 
go to St. Joseph and ask Joseph uh, to pray for you and put your the whole thing in St. Joseph's hands. Uh, and he can do some great things. Did you bless the officer? Yes, I did, Harry. Thank you. Sounds like you're going to have to have the stone broken down. Maybe, or they said they'll take out the whole thing. I'm just not sure about, like when I was in the emergency room, and they're saying, okay, we're going to admit you. You're going to have to get surgery in the morning. And I'm thinking, well, this is awful fast to just go and want to give, uh, take something out of my body. <laughs> but it ended up not happening right then. So we'll have to see. Do, 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 do. What was the ticket from Ohio State Patrol? They got me too. Yes, it was. And I still have to pay it. I have to remember not to. It's in my car, but it's a, it's a rental car. I make sure I pay that. Um, Jade, your struggles with money, having a rough time too. Too many losses. Turning to Jesus constantly is all I can think to do. And again, this, this world is not our home. We just got to keep reminding ourselves that we are created for heaven. And when more and more of your family and that goes there, I think it makes it easier for you to go, you know, eventually. And again, um, it takes the time to transition to dealing with them as they are. My mother's alive, my sister's alive, my brother-in-law's alive. And to get to know them as they are and not as they were is part of the healing process, but it's also where we gotta be going again. Uh, too often we just keep them in the past and we stay depressed and we feel bad when we have to be focused on the future and Jesus. And he has, excuse me, he has them all. I didn't like the way it all happened, but he never asked me. So, uh, so we'll see. Okay. Mary, do you ever go on retreat? Of course, every priest has to go on a retreat, a uh, five-day retreat every year. Um, I need a rest. Yes, and... I am, um, and part of my walking of the Camino will be a 10 day, I'll be walking every day, but it's like a retreat. Uh, but yes, I have to do a retreat between now and uh, Christmas. And so I will, because we must, it's not even an option. Bruce, my parish does adoration from Monday at 10 a.m. to Saturday at 4 p.m. Isn't that supposed to be 24 7, 365? If they can, but a lot of parishes can, so some will only do it part time. Um, get my car tickets when I get to Erie on the 30th. Good job. Uh, may I bless them. You know how many people have asked me to bless them. <laughs> to bless their tickets. What is your time zone? We are in Eastern time. Guys, I'm, uh, Toledo's only, uh, what? It was four and a half hours to get here because I had to go down 30, but it's usually about three hours and 40 minutes to Finley where I am. So that's why tonight at nine o'clock, right after the uh, mission's over, uh, my car is mostly packed. I'll just go and run out to my car at uh, nine o'clock or 9.30 after I'm done saying goodbye to everybody. And then I got a hotel tonight in Sandusky. Well, not in Sandusky, but on 90 at the Sandusky exit, uh, about an hour and a half from here. So it'll help me wind down. Then I, I don't have so long to go uh, tomorrow morning now uh, when I have to head back. Okay, please pray for my good roommate in financial crisis. Again, tell him to go to St. Joseph and we'll pray for him, but you tell him to go to St. Joseph too. Am I celebrating mass this Saturday? I am. 
Yes, I am. I have masses on uh, Friday and sa Saturday. I have mass at 4.15 and then Sunday at 10 a.m. And then the following week, I only have Sunday at 10 because I'll be doing that uh, men's conference. But this weekend, I am in my parish. Uh, Jade, I'm ready now. I miss my husband so much. Uh, of course you can get, because again, uh, Jade, it, your true spouse always got to be Jesus. He needs to be your true spouse. So sometimes the Lord allows this to happen, so you go running to Jesus. He wants to be your spouse. He has your husband. So look at Jesus and ask him to be your spouse, because from the moment of your existence, he's always wanted to be your spouse. So let that reality happen. So ask Jesus to help you to grow more and more in love with him. Where are you now? I am into Finley, Ohio there, Mary. That's where I'm at. Does the adoration live stream have the same effect of adoration in person? Um, no. <laughs> it's because to be in the very presence of God is uh, different. Is there grace when you watch um, on live stream? Of course. But... Uh, I would encourage you to um, do it, um, you know, to spend time with his word because his word is real presence. And so you can sit there and uh, spend time reading his word and the presence of Almighty God can do such great things for you. This morning, again, when I went to the word, you know, asking him, you know, what does he want of me and just lead me for the day. Today was interesting because he, he led me to Romans chapter one, I'm mean, chapter nine, verse one. And it says, I speak the truth and I do not, I speak the truth in Christ. I do not lie. My conscience bears, my conscience bears witness in the Holy Spirit. And um, so it's been good for me because sometimes when I'm preaching a mission and people look at me and think, you know, I think this guy's a nut. Uh, and I do. And because uh, I'm strong in the mission and sometimes I'll say things that they think that I'm, you know, making it up or I don't know, or no, that can't be. And I go, yeah, it can be. I just listen, I'm just speaking the truth as best I can. I can, I, I'm not infallible, of course, uh, but uh, I'm trying with all my heart always when I'm doing a mission to speak God's word and not my own. I can't tell you. Like yesterday, most of the day, I just kept praying to the Holy Spirit, praying to the Holy Spirit, praying to the Holy Spirit that I would speak his word, uh, which I do uh, every time before I do a mission or I do a talk, ask the Holy Spirit to take control. Uh, because again, I want to make sure that I'm only speaking what God wants me to speak, uh, not my opinion or different things. And if I do uh, share my opinion, and sometimes I do, I always say, and this is my opinion. Um, Paul does the same thing, like about whether you should get married or not. He says, I heard nothing from the Lord, but this is what I can tell you. And so, and he does. Okay, so now we got an uh, email. I only have one because I'm not at my parish. Frank wrote, if I reverted to marry my wife, but the marriage ended the divorce, what do I have to do to come back to the faith? Just go to confession. Again, people think that if they get divorced, they're separated from the church. You are not. The only way you get separated is, and not separated from the faith, where you wouldn't be able to see, you wouldn't be able to see communion if you get divorced and you get remarried outside the church. 
But all you have to do is go to confession, come back. You can receive all the sacraments. There's no issues unless you're living in sin, of course, or you got married outside the church after your divorce. And again, the, the, you had to be married uh, in the church in the first place or with the permission of the church um, for that marriage to be valid, the first marriage. So if it was valid and then you got divorced, okay, um, then, you know, you can start again. I mean, that's, the, that's what God does. He gives us such mercy. That doesn't mean we should ever get divorced. You know, we should always try to avoid, avoid divorce no matter what. You take a vow till death do you part, but sometimes death happens, uh, spiritual death in the marriage. Um, but again, you gotta, uh, you can come back to the church. It's absolutely, just go to confession and come home. And that was from Frank. Uh, Frank wrote, okay. Father, a child suffering from depression and mentally afflicted needs your prayers for complete healing. Absolutely. And we'll all pray for that. Again, I'd encourage you, if uh, the child is really suffering from depression, go and get them a miraculous medal. huh? And have the child wear the medal and pray uh, to Our Lady for healing for that child. Uh, and such great things can happen with the Miraculous Medal. And again, like I have one in my pocket right here, the Miraculous Medal. And then it just says, Oh Mary conceived without sin, pray for us. But if you, uh, like again, years ago, there was a, a couple of girl I went, who I married and I had seen her for lunch in, uh, up in Chicago, and it's been many years, I don't hear much from them now, they all think I'm a big liberal, which always breaks my heart. But anyway, so uh, she was crying, I mean, sobbing, because the doctor said she could not have a child. And I said, stop. And I gave miraculous medal, and I said, I promise you're gonna have a baby. Father, don't say that, the doctor said it's impossible. So they went and they started the adoption process to get a child. And a month before they received the adopted child, guess what? Yep, she was pregnant. And so she had an adopted child and she had a real child. And the doctor says, well, that was a once in a lifetime thing. It'll never happen again. So they went and adopted another child. And guess what? Got pregnant again. So you give a miraculous medal and uh, our lady can do such great things. And so when he's getting depressed, when he's getting anxious, he can hold on to it. And our lady, like again, how beautiful today is with our lady of sorrows. And as I preached in the homily I gave today for the podcast, uh, for my homilies, is that uh, just as Mary was with Jesus in his suffering, and that's why she suffered, is Mary, our mother, stays with us and suffers with us and holds us and can bring great healing to us as she, her presence had to bring peace to her son, Jesus. Um, and when she held him in her arms, his dead body, she holds you in her arms and she holds that child. So just, but her embrace can bring us true life even when we feel dead inside. Mary's embrace can bring us life. So, reckless metal, 
have him or her wear it all the time and hold it when they're getting anxious and see what God can do through his mother. Okay, presence, I pressed our old priest on this. God is omnipresent. Wherever two or more gathered in my name, I will be there and so on. So why go to adoration? Why, why do what I can? I love, but why? Well, because the same reality. God is present, but he's present in different ways. God is present inside of you. Like, again, the... Uh, here, just like other parishes throughout the world and maybe your parish, everybody waits, on, and not teaching in the church, but it's a, it's a pious practice that has developed. People wait until the tabernacle door closes before they sit down. And I've always been against that in my parish, and I always tell them not to do that. Why? Because when you receive communion, you have become the tabernacle of God. You are just as much the tabernacle as that metal tabernacle that's up there. And so what happens is, is when we stay so focused on the tabernacle, we have a habit of leaving Jesus there. When you look at the reality that Christ, you have just become the tabernacle of God by receiving communion. Now you take Jesus wherever you go. And so when you're alone to become present, because God is always present in you. He doesn't stay in there for 10 minutes and leave. But the reason we sit there and we go and we spend time in adoration is to remind us who's there because we need physical things. That's what sacraments do. It's an outward sign instituted by Christ. So that of all things, the, the blessed sacrament, who is Jesus Christ, is the outward sign so it can help us focus and not just leave him. Like I always tell people, never leave Jesus on the, in the monstrance. Take him with you to the world. But again, I do a holy hour every day to remind me who he is and to remind me that he lives inside of me and I've got to take him to everyone I meet. So that's why, Harry. I hope it helps. Okay, what encompasses your holy hour? My holy hour is that uh, I spend, first of all, I get up and I always go to the word of God and see uh, always, you know, when I say always, most of the time, there are days it doesn't happen, but for me. <coughs> and then I go and I surrender myself to Jesus and the blessed sacrament because the tabernacle is right next to my bedroom, every chapel there. And I kneel there and I give him my life and I say, use me for your glory. Uh, and then whether I have to go to the bathroom or whatever, very practical, and I come back, uh, first thing I do is the uh, Divine Mercy Chaplet. Uh, then at, what after I do after that is the rosary because Our Lady asks us to say the rosary every day. And then I say the uh, office of the church because I promised uh, the church I would do that. So we pray for others. So the first half hour is all about... Uh, saying the prayers that I must pray. And then I have a half hour and that's where I can be silent and be with the Lord. Spend time with scripture, spend time listening. Um, but it's always a talking and a listening, a talking and a listening, a listening and a talking. It's about just being in relationship. Sometimes I just sit there with them. That's all. And just like if you're outside in the sun and... Uh, just by sitting there, you can get a, a suntan, S-U-N tan, or a sunburn, depending on how 
naked you are in front of the Son, when you spend in time in front of Jesus in the Most Blessed Sacrament, you'll get an S-O-N burn or an S-O-N tan, the more naked you are in his presence. So it's just important that uh, we really spend time with him so that we can really take him to the world. Okay, hope that helps. Uh, do you think COVID has ever end up uh, ending the cup for us? I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's up to the bishops. But again, no, the, the, uh, the biggest thing about it is you don't get more of Jesus when you receive the cup. You get both the precious body and plus precious blood of Jesus when you receive uh, the host or if you just receive the cup. It's just symbolically different, but it's the same 100% God, 100% uh, body, blood, soul, and divinity, whichever you receive. Uh, so to me, it doesn't matter whether we ever go back to the cup because uh, we're receiving Jesus no matter what. Um, I hope not. There you go. <laughs> Harry. Uh, again, if the church allows it, I always allow anything. We, you know, um, we can't let our opinions and our wants and desires get in front of what the church allows. So when do you sit? So when do you sit? Just kneel until Father says, let us pray. No, uh, I, as soon as I'm done, I clean out the chalice. I ask everybody to have a seat at my parish. And so if you ever watch, just watch uh, any Sunday mass. You can go on there now and the YouTube, they're all there. And then I'll say, okay. And then I'll say, I ask you to have a seat or stay kneeling, whatever the Lord calls you to. And I always say, whatever, I'll come back to it then. Whatever the Lord calls you to, because sometimes, well, this is what I want to do. Well, people of God, I don't care. And neither does God care what you want to do. Is what does God ask you to do? That's the point, what is God asking you to do? And then you do it. The mass especially is not about doing things your way. It's about doing things God's way. And so that's why you gotta pray and do that. Now let's go back. Someone says, Jay, you skipped my question, Father. Well, not on purpose, let's go back. Okay. What's the name? Jay, do you sit just kneel? Well, I answered that, so hopefully if that's the only question. Oh, was a ticket from Ohio State Patrol? I said, yes, it was. Um, when is Oktoberfest? I asked, I answered that. Okay, I answered all those questions, Judith, so I don't know, unless it is, then redo it if I miss some. Okay, Jacob. Hi, Jacob. Peace be to you, Father. Do you ever take your writings, homilies, or books before you, uh, before the Blessed Sacrament, your holy hour? I almost always write my books in front of the Blessed Sacrament. Um, I don't. Uh, I don't take my stuff in front of me in the Blessed Sacrament after it's been done. Uh, I've been. I got some good work done on my book while I was up here. Um, not as much as I wanted, but uh, it's it's finally falling into place. You know, it's just, gosh, God knows what and what's going to happen. So we'll just see. God knows what. 
So, but yes, but there are times I take other books in front of them with me, the Blessed Sacrament, just not my own. I write them in front of the Blessed Sacrament uh, to make sure, uh, like my Be a Man book, I wrote uh, in front of the Blessed Sacrament in the chapel of Gethsemane, the monastery of Gethsemane where Thomas Martin was from. Almost the whole thing was written there. And uh, so I, I love to write in front of the Blessed Sacrament. Uh, to make sure, I mean, even though I know Christ is with me right now, just as present with me, but to do it, again, it helps me and gives me the focus that I need to make sure that uh, it's God's will and God's word that I'm speaking. Again, especially with my new book coming out on uh, the Lord's Prayer. I got a, it's been taking me so long because uh, I'm petrified that I will say stuff that's not of God. Uh, and I want to make sure that it's anointed and that every word is of God and it doesn't uh, lead anybody astray and it doesn't uh, do anything except what God uh, wants it. Because when you're trying to take his prayer, the perfect prayer, and to break it into the principles that I have, it gotta, gotta make sure that it's of Almighty God and not of me. Okay. Father wants our twins to join the priesthood. Absolutely, if uh, uh, Matthew and Caleb, I think it was. Yes, and the two boy, other two boy brothers are supposed to be uh, uh, serving for me tonight, but that would be fantastic. Uh, we have a set of twins in our diocese that I taught uh, when they were at the high school and they're priests, both of them. And it's, I've known a lot of uh, twins that become priests. We have two twins in Nard. The other one, the one twin is already ordained and the other one will be ordained next year. Because um, one took time, you know, and did other things before he went in. But both of those guys are fantastic, fantastic. Uh, One's already a fantastic priest, and his brother's going to be a fantastic priest, too. I'm very, very impressed. Because sometimes the young priests uh, can be very judgmental of the old priests and everything else that they think they know it all. But both of these guys are humble and not judgmental that really want to bring unity amongst priests. And boy, that's what we really need more than anything now. Uh, we have so many priests that fight amongst ourselves about whether you're a conservative, whether you're not a conservative, whether, you know, it's just, uh, I have no problems with disagreements. Are you kidding me? But I have problems with uh, hatred. And boy, there's a lot of hatred out there sometimes. And it gotta stop, it just gotta, because if we priests fight, then it's not gonna be good for the people. Why isn't the Blessed Sacrament not, why isn't the Blessed Sacrament not mentioned in the creed or is it maybe i'm missing it isn't um because again when we talk about the creed it's the fundamental faith and it's already been uh taken for granted you know that the blessed sacrament was the blessed sacrament uh, from the very beginning of the church you know in john's gospel so it was always just taken for granted the creed in that just made explicit what was in there because nowhere explicitly does it teach like in the bible about the trinity so the church had to make sure that they expressed it this is what it means this is where they come from or not where they come from god doesn't come from anywhere of course but what we mean by all that and what everything is but the the blessed sacrament 
my flesh is real food, my blood is real drink. It's already been explicitly taught um, in his holy word. Okay. Harry, on a serious note, the first time I received the blood, I felt it burn all the way down. It was truly an amazing experience. Absolutely. Uh, anytime we receive the precious body or blood of Jesus with faith, it's a fantastic experience. I, I fear that often people don't receive him, receive him with faith. It's just like receiving a vitamin pill and they go on with their day. But even like uh, two nights ago, and we had uh, the mass at the parish. And this is a very big parish, very big church, beautiful church. Um, they have a grade school and everything here. And I really tried to push to get a full house uh, for the mass. And again, we didn't. Uh, about half full. The sides, there was nobody there, and the, the front was pretty full. But, but I was just saying, if I was to give a million dollars to everyone who would have come to that church uh, that night for communion, we'd have people who have been there weeks and weeks at a time, and you wouldn't be able to get in. But here, we're giving our Lord and our God, Jesus Christ, in the most blessed sacrament. And nobody cared. Everything was, and I won't say they didn't care. Everything else was more important. And so I always, I'm always kind of sad when we come to do a mission and we don't have a full house. And it's nothing to do with ego. It has to do with people hearing the truth and having Christ grab their heart uh, forever. I mean, people need retreats or missions to truly enter into intimacy with Jesus. They just do. Um, so it's like, okay, and I only do go once to do a parish mission anywhere. So uh, we just keep praying for everybody, but the, the mass is the most important reality and we need faith. We need faith. Okay. I just sent a prayer request to Lords for you. Thank you, Claudia. That's exactly what I need. More and more prayer. Perhaps you are not seeing my question as you skipped it again. I don't know what you're saying, J. Susan. If pagan people in foreign cultures pray to the gods of prosperity, happiness, and longevity, are they really praying to demons? No. They could be. But again, um, the, the teaching of the church is all religions have... Um, what do you call it, uh, vestiges of the truth. So if they're praying for what they believe is God, uh, then God can hear their prayer, huh? Because they're still praying, there's only one God. Now, if they're praying for something evil, like demonic stuff, well then yes, you can be praying for demons, huh? Praying to demons, but you wouldn't be praying to a demon. It would just be like, you know, there are Christians who pray to gods of prosperity, happiness, and longevity. And they say that that's God. That's what God wants of them. And the God that we follow wants us to embrace the cross. And nobody wants that. Like again, like last week when someone took me on because they, uh, I was wearing a mask and they didn't think I was, uh, had enough faith. And I said, okay, Miss faith person, I want you to go sell all that you have and give it to the poor and follow Jesus as Jesus asked you to do. Where's your faith? 
that sometimes we judge others and we look at them so we don't have to look at ourselves and where we're at. I'm not saying that about you, of, of course, but I'm just saying that um, God is God and God knows what he's doing. And God will judge each person to their conscience, according to Vatican II. But to just say that they, you know, like, again, I know people that say that Muslims pray to, um, or Islam, they pray to a demon. And that's not the teaching of the church. But there are plenty of people, and there'll be people that watch this and say, see, Father Larry's wrong. Okay. But this is the teaching of the church. So um, we got to watch when we start uh, uh, sitting there saying that uh, other people are doing that. So, no, I do not believe that they are praying to demons. And I did not see that anywhere because I went through the whole thing, and that question did not come up before your very first questionnaire was uh, uh, is can you say it during housework Oktoberfest was your second question uh, was it Ohio State priest was your third question uh, so do you sit just kneel father let us pray the fourth question you skip my question the fifth question you are not seeing my question the sixth question that's every single question on there okay so Tammy says, Father, if you are in need of a new Bible, which version do you suggest? You got to get a Catholic Bible. Now, my Bible, this is my uh, Bible that I use for missions. And if you notice, um, it's coming apart. You know, it's all the writings and that in here, but like uh, uh, whole thing there. It's all different things. But this is the New American Bible. But... It's the New American Bible for Catholics, uh, but it's the 1971 edition. And if you can get it, get it. You have to buy it used because they don't sell them anymore because the bishops have the uh, copyright for it. So they never renewed, they never give that copyright out. And so you have to get the new one, which I do not care for at all. There's also the revised standard um, out there, but you have to get the Catholic edition because we have more books uh, in it than the Protestants do. But uh, um, it's important as long as it says Catholic and you don't get anything like the Good News Bible. The Good News Bible is a uh, not a good one to have. Okay. Because it's a, a paraphrase and paraphrase is different. Okay. Okay, Susan, I did not see your question until now. Well, there you go. I didn't see it. Thanks, Audrey. Strange. It is strange. Thank you for sharing your knowledge. Thank you. Afternoon, all. Mary, after seven years, my brother's common-law wife gave me his ashes. How nice. She's not Catholic and estranged from her children. Since my niece and nephews don't have the money to bury the ashes, it's not a priority. Um, yes. But now do and uh, have the ashes buried. Um, because his body was the place where God dwelled. So that's why it has great dignity. And that's why we always uh, do dignified and bury ashes. Continue, what should I do? Get the ashes buried. And again, if, uh, uh, if, if uh, yeah, you could, again, when you go, you can have them buried with you if you'd like. Uh, but it's, you should get the ashes buried as soon as possible if you can. You're confusing me with Jay Susan. I looked at all this other Jay, I'm telling you. Anyway, 
I didn't see it there at all, so I don't get it. Okay, Mary, I have found that when a person irritates me, it's because what irritates me is the trait I find in myself, and I thank God that I recognize this. Fantastic. It's called projection. You know, that uh, uh, exactly. That whenever we point, again, how many times we all heard this, whenever we put our finger, point our finger at someone else who's, three other fingers pointing back at us. Um, that's why when Jesus said, don't judge, he just meant it. And again, everybody, every time I place uh, don't judge on my Twitter, people go nuts. We must judge. You must judge actions. You're forbidden to judge people. Again, you must judge actions. You're forbidding to judge people. But what people do is they judge people in God's holy name. And that can't be. Okay. So we have no more questions there. So if there's no more questions, we are not going to stay on just to stay on. Uh, again, I will be here next week, God willing. Um, but I, but I will, uh, I'll be in a hotel next week. Hopefully I'll be in the hotel by three o'clock. If I can get into the hotel by three o'clock, we will have anchored hope. If I cannot get into the hotel by three o'clock, we will not have anchored in hope. So uh, pray I get into the hotel early and we can do this and uh, then we'll do it, God willing. Okay, so again, know I pray for you every day, uh, twice a day, and I ask you to pray for me. I love you. Pray that I always stay faithful. Pray that uh, tonight I speak God's word and great healings happen tonight to give glory to God. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless, keep, and protect you. He was Father and Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you.